Good evening or afternoon, my little darlings. We have reached a new milestone in the Sarchiverse. 3,000 subscribers, or more or less. No, smaller details are insignificant. So this is going to be the uh, 3,000 subscriber special video. And for that video, I wanted to talk about something that I have promised, well, my community to talk about for a while. It's about my way of viewing the world, about my way of living, understanding my role among other roles, and uh, how I stay uplifted, and uh, how I enjoy my life just the way I do. It's no secret that I live a life where I have chosen certain things, certain ways of living and being. And some people sometimes ask me, well, are you religious or are you this, are you that? But uh, today I will talk about what I believe is the universal truth. And uh, you can listen along for the ASMR part. You can actually listen along and maybe learn a thing or two about a different worldview than, than yours. Before we get started though, as per usual, put on your headphones for the best listening experience and um, get comfortable. This is a, a long one because I really want to convey my message and, um, and have you understand me a little bit better. So what is my way of living? Well, I don't have a particular book or a term I follow. But when looking into trying to explain what I believe the universe is and I believe in, in anything, I was finding articles about optimistic nihilism and they rang true to what I was trying to explain to people. They helped me understand and put words on my thoughts. I don't live by the way of optimistic nihilism, but it's the closest to my interpretation of life. So I want to talk about that. And we can start with Timon and Pumba, the Lion King. And there is a scene in The Lion King, the original by Disney, where Timon and Pumbaa are lying on their backs, and maybe Simba's there too. And Timon says that all the stars are fireflies glittering in the distance, 
flying above them far away. And Pumba gets surprised because he always thought that the sparkling things in the sky were clusters of gas millions of years away, light years away. And uh, I like that scene because it's sort of a juxtaposition of science and these animals just enjoying their lives. Eventually, in our lives, we, we learn that the sparkling things that exist somewhere far away, somewhere far away in the universe, they aren't fireflies. They aren't light bulbs that are switched on just for our purpose. They simply are. We learn that the sun will rise and the moon will take over at the end of the sunny day. The natural disasters that before the earth are not caused by monstrously big immortal deities trying to make us worship them. But most importantly, you, at some point in time, without forcing yourself to think about it, realize that things will continue to move on, even without you. That, in the grand scheme of things, um, a person, or, well, all humans, and animals, for that matter, are utterly insignificant. <laughs> Earth is big, really big, but space is even bigger. A human mind can't grasp how vastly, hugely, and astonishingly enormous the place we exist in really is. Yet, we're not at all impressed by the gigantic universe. No, we are more concerned about something else. Something smaller in scale, but very critical for us as individuals. Our own survival and prosperity. For us, we are the most important things in this planet. In fact, for quite some time, for somewhere between 10 to 15 years, 20 years maybe, sometimes even longer, we think that the world is somehow indebted to us, that others should praise us, take care of us, tell us how special we are. And this shouldn't surprise us. After all, for at least five years we were cared for, nourished, fed, washed, and put to sleep by our parents or guardians or similar. Somewhere along the way, though, we learned that the other individuals who roam the streets, who attend the school that we attend, who work alongside us, well, they have their own personal views and their own personal desires. And even further along the way, we also learned that these desires, 
even if the cumulative aspirations of all who live on this planet, no matter how good and honorable they may be, they are insignificant for the universe to continue to exist. Or, in other words, life is meaningless. All values and goals are baseless. From a cosmic perspective, there is no point in what we are doing here. There is none. Even after we all die, things will continue to still be. <laughs> I realize that's pretty grim. It's a pessimistic way of looking at things. And to be more precise, a nihilistic way of looking at things. Nihilism is the philosophy that captures what I just shared. It's a spectacularly harsh way of looking at life. A true nihilist would believe in nothing, aim for nothing, and question every concept embedded with meaning by humanity. But amidst the darkness and the hopelessness that emerge from the perception that nothing matters, there is a glance of brightness that can turn things around and convert even the darkest critic who sees no light in the upcoming future into a purposeful go-getter with goals and ambitions. This little twist is called optimistic nihilism. So, what is optimistic nihilism? Well, it's the realization that the lack of meaning in the world and the universe as a whole can be liberating. Precisely because there is no inherited meaning in life, there is no cosmic plan forcing you to act a certain way. We are the ones who can create our path. In fact, we are responsible for creating our purpose. An optimistic nihilist basically reaches the uh, following conclusion. Since there is no grand scheme here, I can, myself, decide what I should do with my life. Optimistic nihilism is the ability of a person to create their own meaning after fully accepting that the universe is a large place of meaninglessness. It might still seem a little scary and a little depressing, but it's not. Quite the contrary, it's the thing that sets you free. Optimistic nihilism removes all obligations that society tries to impose on you, and it helps you reshape your life. In simple terms, you realize that you can be everything you want to be. And more importantly, it also means that you shouldn't be the things you don't want to be. Starting a family, prophesizing a faith, working a nine-to-five job, and living in the same city for the rest of your life, 
are all considered normal, even mandatory. But these things won't get you extra points when you finally disengage from your body. These are just things we do to fit in, and not that they are bad per se. They are bad if we are doing them only to make others, not necessarily ourselves, happy. Since I only get one shot in life, says the optimistic nihilist, why don't I play it on my terms? After all, all suffering, all humiliation will eventually be forgotten once you're gone. That's the grand idea of optimistic nihilism. You don't feel crushed after understanding that there's nothing important to go after. You feel blessed and aggressively motivated because you realize the potential that you can form your own worldview based on your personal desires. If you're a nihilist, you believe that there is no intrinsic meaning to life. And uh, it can be hard to revise the realization that time is slowly guiding us towards inevitable death, thereby attempts to do something of importance on your end probably won't occur. Regrettably, we are all suffering from this conclusion in one way or another. After all, we all know that we all will die one day. And, uh, Based on observable facts, since we also know that life will continue to exist after someone is gone, because we've seen it before, it can be extremely hard to motivate yourself to get out of bed and do what you're supposed to do. Optimistic nihilism takes this rather grim view of life and gives it a sunny and happy face. Yes. Most things are meaningless, but that's a good thing. Optimistic nihilism allows you to reshape your life the way you always wanted it to be. You don't believe there's only one God? That's okay. You can now believe in everything you want, and others will be kind of forced to not judge you because we live in the most liberal century in the history of mankind. Less than a century ago, it was, it was hard to imagine that a non-believer will be accepted by the masses, or someone with different from the considered normal sexuality or color of skin. And these are all good things. This means that our culture is evolving and beginning to take different perspectives on what should be considered normal. It also means that you no longer have to hide your real personality, no do stuff that doesn't bring you joy. The opportunities are countless, and it's up to us to find our path. Of course, this doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. This doesn't even mean that you can immediately switch countries and become a magician stunt performer. No. 
It means that you have the opportunity to do these things. It means that you don't have to worry about small disasters and appoint them a value. What someone said about you, for example. Because there is no inherent meaning in life. There is no grand scheme. There is no reason not to give everything you have and try to create your own path, your own universe, your own vision. A place where you will be truly happy. Well, so far things seem really optimistic for the optimistic nihilism philosophy, don't they? You reject all society-imposed beliefs. You create your own small stance based on your personal motives and desires, and you become the central figure of a religious movement where the worshipper is about to idolize the creator. You. Or, exactly because you realize that things should happen the way you want them to, or because you accept the fact that life is indeed absent of larger meaning. You do only things that make you feel good here and now. You will play video games, scroll the Sajur's Discord, eat chocolate crisps all day long. You say, well, nothing in life matters. I'll do whatever I want. However, the above will not only make your life even more difficult, literally poorer and miserable eventually. It can also put you in jail, or worse, turn you into a self-imposed dictator who believes that he or she is the central figure of the world. Life is meaningless, but it's not lawless, at least not for you and me. There are certain social boundaries that must be obeyed, regardless of the philosophy we profess. The smart move is not to play against, nor within boundaries, but to play with boundaries. And uh, to explain this better, let's first look at the most common ways people behave in life, and then we'll get back to the boundaries. According to observation, there are basically four, <laughs> four different ways we can live our lives. We can live in an illusion. And here I don't mean living in a computer simulation controlled by some evil genius. I mean living in an illusionary state where we wholeheartedly believe that we are the center of the universe. We believe that things revolve around us and that everyone we meet should be superbly interested in our lives and our hobbies. The benefits of this way of living are not few. We're confident, we're bold, motivated, often act without care of what others think about us, which can be useful. 
especially for our mental health and prosperity. The downsides? Well, it really hurts when things don't go the way we want them to, which can happen quite often. We can also live in a herd, so we adopt the views and the beliefs of others and society without questioning them at all, and we diligently obey more ambitious people who are usually part of the uh, previous group. The main benefits here is that we don't trouble our minds with big questions. We swiftly avoid responsibilities, hoping to live a carefree life. Downsides? Mm, Out-of-the-box thinking and progress are not our strong sides. We rely on others to move the world forward, and we most probably earn an average pay. We can also live in depression, outside of anything. We are highly pessimistic of the world, and we, inside the world in particular, do not like where the world is going. We don't see value and meaning in the things around us, and we don't make any attempts to make a change. The benefits here are that we are at least not self-delusional. We have a perfectly clear idea of what's happening. Indeed, people don't care about us. And yes, we tend to expect only bad outcomes, often accompanied by a grim look and a gloomy mindset. But at least we see the world as it is. Harsh. Downsides? We can't get past the harsh reality. We think that it's all rain and storms. In modern words, we see the glass as half empty. We are a true nihilist. Now, we can also live on our own terms. Realizing that life is what you make of it is our go-to mantra. We know that we are the ones responsible for our own prosperity and we are actively pushing to achieve the goals we've set for ourselves. The benefits here are plenty. We're not afraid of what others think of us and we aggressively pursue our goals. We realize that the glass is half empty but this realization doesn't lead to despair. Quite the contrary. We see this as an opportunity to make change. Downsides? Often problems with people with set beliefs and misunderstood by the masses. This last categorization best describes the optimistic nihilism way of living. But sometimes we are all of the above types at once. Depending on the situation, we can be narcissistic and cruel, seemingly blindfolded and obedient, broken, 
and in need of a holding hand. And at the same time, we can see hope in this sometimes hopeless everyday life. In order to turn this feeling of purposelessness proposed by the optimistic nihilism philosophy into an empowering belief, you need two things. Figure out what you want to achieve as a person, and secondly, play with the boundaries set by society. The first is quite personal, and I won't go into details. What you want to achieve is something different for everyone, and requires a lot of time and uh, reflection. The second one is more interesting to explore. Because what does playing with the boundaries mean? And what are these boundaries exactly? By boundaries, I mean the social norms set by society and considered the common expected way of behaving. The most easily recognizable boundaries, regardless of your location in the world, are money, laws, values, traditions, regulations, taboos, social status, religion, employment, and healthcare. Yes, the world is meaningless. The universe doesn't care about you individually, but despite this grim realization, you need to pay taxes. For the government, the amount they collect from you is far more important than how you view the world. There are other examples. Even if you fully accept that there is no point in everything, you still need income, a place to stay, access to fresh food and water, people to talk to and regular doses of encouragement to keep doing the things you're doing. A smart, optimistic nihilist won't reject these norms to constrict their meaning. They will play with them. Considering what was described before about the different groups of people, let us see how members of the four groups might approach the uh, society-established norms. Representative of the first group thinks that they set all the rules, the God complex group. One from the second diligently follows the laws. The third feels oppressed by the norms. The fourth the optimistic nihilist, on the other hand, acknowledges the boundaries and uses them to construct the life that they believe is worthy for themselves and probably for a group of people, their family. For example, a self-obsessed person will steal money because they inherently believe that they deserve. Hmm? They deserve money from others. The second group will ask for average pay. The third will feel anxious 
pressured by this need to fight for money. The fourth, by articulating that income is needed to create their own universe, they'll find a way to make money based on their core values and ambitions. Now, we've gone through a lot, and as I said earlier, you don't have to follow these terms. This video is merely for reflection, but to better put it all together and better understand, let's put everything into a three-step process so you can apply the optimistic nihilism concept in your life, or at least understand it and um, maybe understand me a bit better, my way of life. First, you have to realize that there is no grand scheme. Point one, there is no grand scheme. Universe is careless of humanity, and your lapse from the physical realm won't be the end of everything. I know this is a brutally honest realization, surely not something you read often, but it's a very true one. Of course, you can attach yourself to an established concept that will give you meaning by becoming a member of one of the famous religious institutions, for example. But based on what I'm trying to present here, I think, along with the person who first introduced the nihilistic concept, that organized religion is just a diversion from the real deal. Our ancestors, the less successful civilizations, appealed to the supernatural powers for protection. But as we all know, the voices of their gods were never heard. They were ignorant and always addressed the requests of their worshippers with silence. The second part is to recognize the established social norms. There are social norms, despite there not being meaning. And as we discussed, there are certain laws that exist regardless of whether we like them or not. As you can't reject gravity and the laws of physics, you also can't easily reject taxes. <laughs> sure, you can hide from the government and create an offshore account, hire a skilled accountant and save thousands, but it's not gonna be easy. Plus, that's definitely not the right thing to do. But even if you manage to pull that off, taxes is probably the easiest to cope with. Life is not hard because there are certain norms involved. Taxes, costs, traditions, beliefs, etc. No. Life can be hard because there are people and feelings involved. This means that it's not hard to create a product. It's hard to convince others to buy your product. It's not hard to enter a relationship. It's hard to keep the relationship going. It's not hard to be faithless. It's hard to live around others who have faith. You need to move carefully in the uh, theatrical play we're all involved in and 
Try to not hurt physically and emotionally others. Not only because it's a bad thing, but also because the wounded will surely come after you. Now the third step is to construct your own meaning. Once you have a clean slate, you know that the cosmos is not forcing you to become a lawyer. It's something our parents usually want from us. You also know that you have to wear pants when you go outside, because this is considered the、uh, normal behavior. You can now figure out how to spend your time on the planet. Ultimately, it all comes down to you. It's up to you to decide what you want from your life. However, this moment of enlightenment won't happen on demand. Your calling won't start knocking on your front door just because you now know that life has no grand scheme. It might take years to uncover what you want to pursue. Years of trial and error. Years of iteration. Nonetheless, it should be something to search for until you find it. So, life is meaningless, whether you like it or not. We're all just a speck of dust in the cosmic vastness, on a sphere that is spinning, seemingly endlessly. Around a larger, burning sphere. There's no higher purpose. There's no grand goal behind all of this. As we zoom in, we can see people coming in and out. But while the population of our planet is in constant rotation, nothing is really changing. Yes, some figures affect the world more than others. But in general, things are still the same. Trees, water, wind, oxygen, and a couple of other chemicals. While surely pessimistic, we shouldn't let the nihilistic view of life depress us and leave us with no obvious course. Optimistic nihilism allows us to break free from the chains set by society. That try to enslave us, and give us the opportunity to choose the things, the people, the activities, and the lifestyle that feels natural and good for us. An optimistic nihilist realizes that they will be forgotten after they are gone, that the universe is meaningless, but instead of moaning, they act. Essentially. Optimistic nihilism allows us to do what is right. Allows us to move ourselves to a place attuned to our own personal desires. It's not going to be easy, and surely going to take a lot of work. But these things always come along when you strive to do the right thing. And as a final note, remember to be kind. For kindness 
will clear your path ahead of you. Kindness will make your heart live in a clean path. It'll make life much easier for you. So be kind. Be kind no matter what you do and no matter what you believe in. We all choose our own path. I've chosen mine. And I hope you'll come with me.